summer has arrived and you can't escape from the boys here at Waxpack Record. This is episode 24. I'm Brian Walder and with my co-hosts, the much better looking Dan Hewitt and Ryan Slaughter, who are both male models in the making, should there be an apocalypse, obviously, then uh, we're back for episode 24. Right, let's get this stuff on the road. Gentlemen, it's been uh, near enough four weeks now since we got together last. Uh, as we always do, what have you been up to since then? Uh, talk us through what you've been spending your hard-earned cash on. Let's start with you, Ryan. Yeah, so um, since we looked, um, did it got another Raswin, I think, since then. So I got um, for Project 2020, which pretty much is burning big holes. But um, at the moment, it's good. It's fine. Um, you know, uh, uh, the kids are eating. It's okay. Um, mainly doing it off, uh, funding it. Um, out of some card deals but um yeah a bit crazy on that one so one of keith shaw gibson which is great because it's a two or two fifty to three hundred dollar card at the moment and then um just logging into my tops account and just looking at it it's like a it's like my uh, it's like a bloody redemptions list on uh, panini of shipping ready to I have no idea when he's going to ship but I think uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, about eight cards in the orders on tops. And then I had a couple come into my GISI, but they haven't been opened. So I need to email them to ask them just so I can keep track of what's coming in. So that's tops 2020, all going nice. Um, and then Darrington Evans was going really well. So um was sneakily trying to sort of get an auto of every, in every product. Um, until Chronicles came out, and then Chronicles has got loads of different products within a product, so um, that's going to be a bit of a challenge um, getting them, but um, I think I've got an auction ending very soon, so I might pick up another one of those. So actually very, very busy, to be honest. Excellent stuff. Dan, have you won anything, or you you know you enter every single break that's possible, but... Yep, I'm still breaking like nuts. Um, still not hitting anything in breaks, but I keep saying it's got to turn looks, it's got to change at some point, so I'll I'll stay on that horse. Um, I was kind of starting to shy away from picking up um, printing plates, and then I had two kind of full in my lap all at the same time, so I've picked up another couple of uh, couple of one on one printing plates. One of them, Christian McCaffrey, which is quite nice, and similar to Ryan. Um, Tops Project 2020 is killing me absolutely killing me I, I definitely shouldn't have gone for three different players and trying to collect them all <laughs> but who do you who do you leave out being a Yankees fan who do you, who do you leave out the list you know Don Mattingly Jeter or Rivera I snatched them all um, yeah and, and Tops don't seem to be playing fair either like <laughs> in past weeks we've seen we've seen the dual de- dual deals for two Yankees players not not so much this week just we'll just release one um so they're all costing me 20 bucks instead of 35 for the two which you know I'm, I'm sure they'll switch it back up at some point and save me a few pennies no 2020 is quite a drain on the old wallet I, I'd cut back a little bit from where I was maybe uh, during our last interview interview show where it is we, we do have an interview coming later guys so so uh stay tuned for that we've got brett from still city collectibles uh we interviewed him a few weeks ago uh interesting guy uh deviated away from sports and stuff but uh no it's, it's quite interesting uh interesting little listen for you guys to come up with yeah 2020 uh i was probably after i'd razzed a couple of cards away and had a large paypal balance i was buying cards willy-nilly but that's 
those funds have gone now, so I'm being a little bit more selective. Obviously, I'm collecting the Griffies in there. And uh, the Fear Chang cards are really, really nice, so, so I'm picking those up. It does seem that uh, we all got the email last weekend from Tops telling us that there were delays in 2020. That's because it took them about two weeks to get the Griffey shorts out, which, which are now <laughs> going for four or five bucks with free postage on their people just trying to get anything they can back on them. So when there's people posted on the Facebook groups that all of us guys are, are members of the, the 2020 groups, guys offering, he's got 150 to sell. <laughs> it's like that, that get rich quick idea. Not kind of worked out the way he thought as a fellow, but anyway, so, so there we go. Um, I was working nights a couple of weeks ago and I'm, that's you guys. And I was, I was entering some 2020 razzes just for some cards that I didn't have that I quite liked and stuff. And I, and I think it was seven razzes in a row and won nothing at all with uh, 10 spot razzes taking two spots in there. And every single razz, the role before the winning razz, I won it. So that's how the luck's been recently. Kind of broke it by getting tagged into a, a DK Metcalf pen pals razz by well, one of the Seahawks guys, but it wasn't cardtastic. So picked up the spot in that for $5 and that came in, which means that the... Uh, Maybe the corner has been turned, but I'm not. I'm not smashing it at the moment. You know, there's uh, not bills to pay, but I am off to the Canary Islands this time next week for a week of uh, of sun and no debauchery. Unfortunately, I think it's be quite a quiet, restful week. But all is good. So uh, I don't think there's any car shops out there. Uh, <laughs> I'll have a look. Hopefully, there's no strippers to come back with this time either. So that'll be more, <laughs> that'll be more relief to the friends and family anyway. So. <laughs> right then from a football uh, perspective we've had a couple of, of releases come out Legacy came out um, I've not been a fan of Legacy in the past I think is this the third year of it or is it the second year I think it's the third year isn't it third. I think it is the third year isn't it? yeah yeah it's the third year time flies doesn't it I've not been a fan of it in the past but this year uh, it's got a bit more of a prismy look to some of the cards which I know Ryan doesn't like so Gents, let's have a quick discussion about Legacy. Do we like this year's uh, new style? Brian, let's go with you so you can uh, piss on my chips, so to speak. No, I'm not going to uh, piss on your chips. Um, I'm going to save it up for some maybe later later debates. But no, um, <clears throat> I remember we recorded when um, when Legacy first came out um, a couple of years ago. Really liked it. It was kind of like a throwback type sort of design. Um a little bit of a sneaky nod at Alan and Glinter. Um, and then this year, lo and behold, they decide to nick Alan and Glinter um, by having the um, the Rip It cards. Um, but as you touched on, um, I don't like the Optichrome stuff um, in this particular product. I, I don't, I like Chromium products, particularly late 90s, early noughties um, Chromium products. But I just, yeah, it's not doing it for me this year at all. Um, I, I just was gone, right, so you've gone for a classic um, look, a base look, which I really liked originally, and now you've put this Optichrome over it, and it's kind of like, I think you've just ruined it, and I think it's become, for me, it's not, it's it's just not a, a good, a good, as good as it was, and, in, and I'm not a big fan of the, the release this year. I mean, the Rip It cards... Um, it's a difficult one. Um, probably value-wise, you're probably better off not ripping it. Um, but um, I've seen a lot of them come out with absolute crap. Um, 
when the the actual base card itself was was a good one so that's just part of the parcel of of the rip it sort of thing um but i yeah i'm i'm, I'm i squirm i squirm a little bit when i see them i'm i'm just not loving the optochrome finishes dan do you squirm at any point tonight um squirms probably a bit strong um i, I quite like it I, I i do i like it i like the uh I like the setup. I like the fact it's a sort of throwback. Um, a throwback to Alan and Ginter is probably the best person in, in comparing it to baseball cards. I like that look, you know, a sort of, sort of throwback to a bygone era. I, the, the Chrome cards, there's, there's really, there's no real need for them, I don't think. Um, like, like Ryan said, you know, don't want to don't want to cover the same ground, but like Ryan said, you're going for an old look. Why are you sticking some of the ultra modern chrome and whatever on the top of it? Just kind of kind of defeats the object. Um, the Rippet cards, I really really like that idea. I want one. Um, God, they seem ridiculously rare. I don't know about how many you boys have seen. I, I've seen a lot of this product ripped, and I haven't seen many Rippet cards come out. In fact. In me, across my friends list and the groups we're in and what have you, I think I've only seen one um, in one of the groups I'm in. So they do seem ridiculously rare and, and tough to hit. But I'd like one just so I could uh, I could make the choice myself. But I'm not particularly taken with the what's inside anyway, with the with the chrome that's inside. But obviously, you hit a nice one and it'd all be worthwhile, wouldn't it? So that's the gamble. I am quite taken with the uh, with the mini cards that are coming out of there. I believe it's one per. Is it one per case it's supposed to be the mini cards that come out but i'm not sure how how accurate that is because the mini cards there you can do a rainbow of the minis if you want there's there's i think it's about five or six different minis there's the base version then there's a blue then there's a red then it's a bronze and sort of thing so so i picked up the hunter bryant mini from that because there's no seahawks rookies in any products this year so that's all good so it's going to be me buying it the breaks for the Detroit Lions this year by the looks of things to get some bits. I picked up one of the Hunter Bryant's minis, but then a couple of days later on my alerts it came up and there was another one, there was a blue one there. So now I'm chasing those. But obviously they're, they're quite cheap. They're only about 4 or $5 a time tops anyway. So it's so that's all good. So a little bit divided on Legacy. Um, Chronicles Collegiate came out was it two weeks ago now. Uh, what do we think of that? Let's start with uh, you, Dan. So, I like Chronicles. I think it was a really, really nice idea. And I know Ryan's about to dislike what I say. Um, I think Chronicles Collegiate's a really nice idea as well. However, the things that Chronicles did that I liked were set up to be an end-of-season sort of hurrah there you go, finish the season. This is the last product that we're going to release. Um, away you go. I, I, it just doesn't work as a, as like the, the, where it's come out in the schedule and being a college product. I, I just don't think there was any need for it. I think it should have been kept as a as a if you. It needed to be at the end of the of the schedule for me. It needed to be after everything else had come out, and then we'll release this one. And there's various products that we're going to release as well or have released across the year and there you go is sort of an update on 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 them sort of things and uh, it just baffles me that you release it 
at the beginning of the year. And I, I get it's a it's a college product, so it makes sense to release it now. I just don't think there's a need for it. <laughs> for it to be there and for it to be so early in the schedule. Um, we've obviously talked about Chronicles and, you know, talked about the Pro Vision. And as I say, I like that. I like all the mixer sets and everything else that you can get in there. I just, uh, I'm not convinced on the on the college version. Ryan, what do you think about it, mate? Um, <clears throat> I said I was quite excited to, to see the product come out and... Uh, not just from a collegiate point of view, but just because it's some of the products that pro- products that I, you know really like, or uh, it's kind of quite nostalgic, really. Some of the products that I kind of really got into breaking when I first got into uh, seriously back into NFL hobby. Um, so there's that that sort of thing about it. But um, the more I look at it, the more I really, really do like it. I think some of the inserts are absolutely cracking. I think that the fact that um, what I do really, really like is is the um, is the Crown Royale, particularly the autos, and then the various different coloured parallels. I think they look absolutely sweet. Uh, I haven't come around to the idea whether I like Spectra yet as a collegiate product, um, and that might be a colour clash issue that people will listen to the show and know I have <laughs> issues with at times. Um, bit of an OCD thing on that one. So they don't look spectacularly brilliant. Um, but the optic chromes, they look really good. Um, and it lends itself to a lot of the colours, the collegiate collegiate colours. So I personally think that the, the I really like the product. Um, the price is falling quite dramatically at the moment. So um, I think that in terms of box boxes, so um, I think that uh, once it gets down to quite a reasonable price, I'd, I'd, I'd you know, I'd, like to be able to crack a maybe maybe even get a box or, or try and convince steve to get a few more boxes in. when the price comes down i still think it's a little bit too high but when it comes starts coming down below 200 i think that um i think there's a lot in there to chase uh and that's a bit of a a bit of a winner for me so i, I am a i'm a bit of a fan chronicles was supposed to replace was it classics it replaced well like legacy was supposed to replace yeah yeah, Chronicles College is just a new is just a new thing, isn't it? The collegiate really. is, yeah. Yeah, the collegiate is. Chronicles is, is took off in the in the pro versions, and then the, the collegiate is just like worked in the pro version, so we're released next year's rookies in it, kind of thing. Yeah, but I they have whole... to do that. They have to do that right now because of the COVID situation. So they can't. That I think that's part part and parcel, right? But if you even look at some of the products, we'll get onto it a bit later. That coming up. It, you know they haven't been able to get the players in to do photographs and stuff. They haven't had all their people in to be able to work on all these different products and bits and pieces. And they must have a, some sort of proper schedule the way they do it with set up the machines and different producers and stuff like that. The, the get, getting the cards and then getting them out to veterans and things like that, veteran players for them to sign. You know, so I can understand why they're front loading a lot of collegiate product. Oh, I totally get that, but it's, it's more the fact you. I don't actually know if this is 100% true, but how can you have products coming out now in in Chronicles that are then going to come out in their own right after the fact? Well, they're not going to be collegiate products. Do you know, but do, do, do you see what I mean? So Chronicles updated like Legacy mm-hmm. and put pro Legacy that doesn't happen. Um, and put the pro version of the card into Chronicles, which was which was the update. But I don't like there's, there's 
isn't there not sets in there that are then going to come out in the future and sort of supersede everything? If you know what I mean, it's kind of like... You're going to end up with... um, Fuck. You're going to end up with, I don't know, God knows how many rated rookie versions, aren't you? So you're going to have the collegiate optic version you're gonna from uh chronicles you then end up with an optic version you then end up with the domrus version yeah you're gonna you're gonna end you're gonna end up with with like uh absolute series of rated rookie um uh variations from various different products i mean i I, i'm quite i'm happy with that i think that's that's fine i've got no issue with that i i think that one of the products was in it but i haven't seen it with and maybe it was in the nfl one was the new product the mosaic products but i i maybe i read that wrong i thought that was going to be in this one but maybe it was in in the nfl one i can't remember I believe Mosaic's a release of its own, isn't it? Yeah, but I think they were going to... It might have been in the NFL, but they're doing sort of like a... It was going to be one of the cards that were going to be in there. But then, yes, the Mosaic is coming down the road in September. I think it's been interesting to see uh, cards being pulled out, Chronicles, that probably two-thirds of the Joe Burrow cards that are coming out have got him in the uh, Ohio State uniform, which is a bit weird from my point of view. Don't even get me started on that one, Brian. Don't well, get me started. Well, well, let's start. We we have time. <laughs> that is absolute bullshit. Like absolute bullshit. Like the guy goes to Ohio State. He gets beaten out by JT Barrett. And uh, been through this a few times anyway. And so Panini, he he goes to, to LSU, makes a name for himself at LSU. Um, all the accolades, you know, greatest. Um, season of a player ever, all time, blah blah blah, and then they put him in an Ohio State freaking jersey. What is that about? That that is so disrespectful for what, in my view, is disrespectful to LSU. Like he was LSU player, LSU gave him the opportunity. Ohio State didn't. They went with JT Barrett, and I, I just think it's I think it's disgraceful. I really do. It really pisses me off. So have they done it to? appease the Ohio State collecting market. Yeah, it's about market. It's about yeah, cool. it's about market. It's about the fact that there's there's you know a million whatever Ohio State fans that it's a huge 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 market Ohio State. So, but it's just it's just wrong. It's just absolutely wrong. Did he ever wear the jersey in anger? Did he ever wear the jer- Did he ever actually play for him? Obviously, he was a backup. Yeah, he, t- he took. Did he, did he did he start games for? He, him, he took he, he took snaps. Um, I'm not entirely sure sure whether he actually started a game, um, but he took snaps. Um, well, now we've rattled your cage, we can move on. <laughs> I'm ready for the show now. <laughs> Boom. Let's go. Not messing so, around today. Third football product that's just been released a couple of days ago was Luminance Football. Um, that doesn't seem to have changed anything from the last two years. Seems a very bland, nondescript product to me with horrible sticker autos that are completely out of place and look cheap and tacky and stuff. But can any of you guys convince me that Luminance is better this year? Away we go, gentlemen. No. No. Well, there we go. Skip it. <laughs> Skip on. Right, what's up next? What's up well, next? Well, what we look at the price for Luminance now, because when that first came out, this will be its third year, wouldn't it? Luminance. I think when it first came out, that was like $100 a box to get it 
now we're looking. It's gonna be another two hundred and fifty dollar a box. Two eighty. Two eighty for that. Yeah. 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 Two eighty. If, if you pay that, you're just a you're a mug, mate. I mean. Yeah. Well, it was two eighty. Hang on. It was two eighty. Then it went to two fifty. You can now pick them up for no, no. I think yeah, it was two eighty. Two eighty, and now it's sorry, two two nine now. Two two nine. It's only been out a few days, isn't it? So while we're, while we're on that subject of, pr- of prices plummeting. I'm moving this away from Luminance because none of us like it. No shit. But while we're on the while we're on the subject of, of, of those prices plummeting, and we've talked about sneaker culture, and we've talked about the flippers coming in and thinking they can make a quick book, and we touched on it with the Project 2020, and uh, you know all them millions of cards that are out there that nobody wants, even five dollars. Do we think that it's very very quickly biting these people on the arse that collectors are? a little bit more switched on than what possibly they give us credit for. So we looked at score early doors and we, we said they were $250 a box to pre-order, which was an absolute scandal. Um, but they're not that anymore, you know? So all the people that did pre-order them and they, they sold out and everything else. And you, 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 for a time you couldn't get them unless you paid the 250 or whatever. Um, but now they're all in the market at, no money in comparison to what people have paid for them. Do we think they're very, very quickly getting getting the fingers burnt, if you like? You know? We've talked about flipping and the need to be shrewd about it. <laughs> flipping these products isn't the way to go, is it? You don't sit on a box of scoring out to make money. You know, <laughs> there's, there's, there's other products you'd invest in if you're gonna if you're gonna want to do that. Like seal wax is not about about flipping straight away you can probably make 10 20 dollars a time but that's you know i mean if if you're buying a box for 240 and selling it for 260 you you get it delivered to your house and you're going to spend 20 minutes wrapping it up drive into the post office that's taken an hour out of your day and an hour of my time is worth more than 20 dollars believe me not that many women would agree with that but anyway (laughs) but we all know if you invest in contenders, where we said a few years ago we should buy contenders at 150 a box, and obviously it's now the seven team and Mahomes in that's 750, 800 a box now, and we would have made money there. We never do. So flipping, I don't know. I think the pandemic, there's been a huge rush. Obviously, in the States, we said before people got the stimulus check, they got $1,200 each. People were buying cards like they were confetti. It was just like, Buy this, buy that, buy that. Start a project 2020. People were making serious coin on it. You were selling $20 cards for $1,500, $1,800, $2,000 at a time. People jumped on the bandwagon, not realizing the common sense everyone else was going to. And now people are making a loss. And now I don't think there's the money to invest in the cards. So it's just going to be more for <clears throat> more advantageous for us guys, the collecting sets like the project 2020 and and lower non-quarterback names. Uh, obviously, Ryan's got his Darrington Evans. I'm going for Hunter Bryant and stuff. These cards are going to be really, really cheap. Yeah, they are. They already are. Yeah, yeah exactly. Know, I, I'm not paying. You know, and that's. I think that's. Let's get into that one in a bit. <laughs> Card prices, but coming back on what Dan's saying, I, I think Dan Dan is spot on um, for once. Um, it, it, <laughs> but. Um, in, in some regards, I think that the more it's not about the individual card 
values and what's going on with that that's a separate subject but i think it's the volume so what people kind of did was they built they 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 bought bulk like really large volumes to turn over and 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 i think you're seeing a slowdown in 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 that i also think there's something we talked about on the last show which is that a lot of their distributors were in the game too you know what i mean they were in the game of, 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 of hoarding product, just hoarding product. And you've just touched on it about 2017. Uh, Box of In Case 2017 cost $1,000 right now. And it came out at like 220 So, like, they were hoarding all these boxes and cases and stuff. And now you're starting to see, well, we're going to get overloaded with product. I think, off the top of my head, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, about nine products between now and end of August. So... The market will start getting flooded with products and these box prices will start coming down. And they come down even further if those big nuggets in those box in those boxes either don't start at the beginning of the season or they start really poorly or they get COVID or you know they get injured, you know, whatever all the challenges that are gonna come with this season. So I think those box prices I I, I think they're on a they're on a downward trend. Um and and whilst we seen and we've all wanted to do a little bit of box prospecting. Um, we've all wanted to do it, but the reality is we've probably missed the boat on that <laughs> because 2017 was pretty much the year to do it in. I think. I think that. I think though that there's, there's still the prospect to do it. I think for me, prospecting and and you touched on it in a post in the group. Um, it might have been today or a couple of days ago. If you're going to do it, you've got to know what you're doing. Oh yeah, big time. And and I think that that's that that's what I was getting at with with these sort of early boxes, if you know what I mean. People have seen what's happened in Project Twenty Twenty. Have seen these new releases of stuff and gone, "Wow, look at all this money I can make!" And and actually, it just isn't it isn't there. I mean, what no. what I don't know. I'm not sure what score's selling for now. Uh, I mean, it's a really interesting point. I can't, uh, and, and I'm going to use this uh, just to talk a bit of shit before, while I try and find out for you. But, um, <laughs> um, but, but <laughs> Gary V was on uh, Lefko show, uh, and Adam Lefko started collecting cards. He's, he's quite good friends now with Gary V, so he's convinced him to collect cards. He's really into it. He talks about it on his podcast a lot. And then his podcast that dropped this morning, he actually had Gary V on. Now, traditionally, people view Gary V as like this sneaker culture flipper, and that's not him at all. You've got to listen to the guy actually speak about cards. He's really passionate about it. He understands the the value and in investing in it. But you've got to listen to what he says. And what he says is the amount of research that he does on stuff that he buys is massive. He knows what what he's buying. And he said, you know, it's not just about, you don't treat it like a stocks or a penny stock thing. Like you have to treat it with something as a passion. So you have to be able to research it and get into it. And I think... Um, that really kind of changed a little bit my view of Gary V, to be honest, the interview. So check it out. Um, but he researches really, really like huge amounts. Um, and I think that that's part of the issue here is that people have got into it, seen what they can do. They can flip a load of stuff. But I don't think a lot of them really haven't got a scooby-doo what they're doing. Um, and the score box price right now is $147. Wow. Okay, so, so, 50, so, so 50%, 50% reduction in what it was sold yeah. out for. Okay. <laughs> still overpriced. I probably agree with Brian, in fairness. Yeah. Still overpriced. But none of us would have grumbled if it only went up by that much, per se. 
if it had come out and it was all, and we could have got hold of it from when the day it dropped at 140 dollars, you probably wouldn't have complained about it as much as it's 250 dollars. If you know what I mean. People have seen the dollar signs and jumped on the bandwagon, but the bandwagon has gone. The ship has sailed, so to speak. Just like anything in life, you have to be in right at the start to make the big money. Once you come in later, you might make a tiny bit. But so many people have now uh, have now come in and tried to think they can make huge profits, like buying 200 Ken Griffey cards. Well, obviously, if you buy that, mate, there's, if you're buying that, other people are buying that as well. You need to be in at the start. Bitcoin, if you bought at the start, you made a fortune a little bit down the line. Apple, if you bought shares at the start there, same thing. Amazon. I think it was my uh, on my Twitter feed today, it said Amazon started today in 19, was it 1989, I think it was, or 19, 1995, I think it was, that uh, Amazon was founded in Seattle today. If you bought the shares, two or three shares there at the start, and you held on to them now, I think they're worth millions. So, exactly. Get it at the start and put it away for a rainy day. Don't be tempted to get something and just flip it within three or four weeks for making a $20 profit and stuff. If you want to invest, keep it there. That's that's where baseball is. You know I mean, I've invested in, in some, some baseball cards that they won't come to fruition for four or five years. But they're, they're kind of PC cards as well. There's only a couple that, that aren't, but they were like 10, 11 bucks to invest. So it's not a huge investment, is it? So that's what you've got to do. So while we're talking about pricing stuff, we might as well talk about car prices. You two guys are both admins in the... Uh, in the NFL UK traders group that we're all members of, obviously. So uh, I think you guys have been quite busy recently with, with people arguing over pricing and such like. Uh, Dan, what's been happening, mate? Uh, I don't know. Obviously, we've talked about before how much the, the sort of the group is growing almost um, exponentially beyond anything we could have. <laughs> could have ever seen it growing um so you've got a, a whole load of newcomers to the group um i think there's an element of there's an element of possible naivety um people don't know um what stuff is worth basically there's an element of you look at a box and the box is a box of score is 250 dollars i think people don't realize that what you're paying for there is about 240 dollars worth of autographs and hits and ten dollars worth of crap um and people don't don't look at it like that <laughs> they're looking at it and going all right it's 250 dollars there's 100 cards they're all worth one dollar fifty no no it doesn't work like that you know um <laughs> it's one of them things isn't it it isn't it isn't something you can you know we're not there to force people to sell a card for x y and z it's somebody's property you can sell it for what you want um however on the flip side of that we're also responsible for n- not letting people rip people off blatantly in front of your eyes kind of thing so uh, you know it's a bit of a bit of a catch-22 for us let's say ryan what's your take on it mate yeah i mean <clears throat> fucking hell the second time this evening i'm agree with dan um yeah it's it totally is catch-22 from our perspective as admin um so we 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 spent a lot of time building a culture within the group. It tries to be as inclusive as possible. We want to bring people into the hobby. We want them to start on their journey and get as excited as we do about collecting. Um, but the problem is, is we get a lot of people that will complain uh, directly to us, individually to us, as admin about things. And 
we, we it really is a catch-22 if we don't say something then you know we're not doing anything about it and if we do say something about it everybody jumps in so it is difficult I think that 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 Dunn's in the right play you know absolutely already pretty much covered about about new people coming into the hobby maybe buying a box and then trying to cover the costs it just doesn't the hobby doesn't work like that guys it really doesn't um you're buying a box because of what's in there the the chase you're hoping to hit a good play you know you don't make your money back on a box by trying to divvy up how much each card is worth because let's be frank we've probably all of us have burnt um, most of our score bases because they've just been lying around all the time. So um, I've given them to the kids or whatever it is, or given away for free. So you know, to a lot of other collectors that have been collecting a long time, like that kind of a product or low-end product base, you know, we're not really that fussed about, not really that bothered about. Um, you know, and also ultimately with a lot of these low-end products, you might go get it graded if you can, if you really want to invest in it, go get it graded. Um, but it's still score, you know what I mean? It's not gonna, <laughs> it's not gonna put the value up um, uh, uh, hugely. It's still just score. <laughs> so I think that, and that be, I think it's gonna be the same probably for a lot of the low end shit that we're gonna have coming out soon. Um, uh, certified elite, maybe slightly different, um, but the base is rubbish in elite, so maybe it's same. Um, so I think we just got to be open and continue to talk about it. I think that's the thing that, you know, and I did put up a post yesterday. I don't mind having the debate. I think we should have the debate. The problem is, and that's a difficulty being admin and other guys that are listening in different groups and everything like that across the hobby. The difficulty being an admin isn't, you know, it's, it's actually a lot of work. There's a lot of work involved because we're always trying to try and keep as many people happy as possible and um it's really difficult and we, we're trying to keep um old collectors on board who you know feel that they're being marginalized in in this new world um, we're trying to get new people involved and we're trying to keep people who are coming in that are pretty much trying to scam or flip people we're trying to get them out and but in a nice way <laughs> it, it is difficult it is really difficult and i think we have to continue to have the discussion about card pricing us three need to continue to do it on this podcast and we need to continue to do it in a group um as long as it's done and like i said in a in a way that doesn't sort of like uh have a go, real go at people i think that's what pisses me off a little bit is when people have a real go and it's just like most people even those people that are built, put up like real joke prices we've had a little word with and they've come to realise what they've got, and that's what we've got to continue doing. And it's not hard to do five minutes research to find out what your card is really worth at this time. No. I mean, there's so many people. I think the group's up to now, is it 1,300 members, maybe? Something no, like we're, we're pretty much online to hit 1,500 in the next 10 days. Yeah. There we go. And we're talking less than a year ago, there's probably 800, something like that. So it's almost doubled in. Yeah, it's easily doubled, months. yeah eight, nine months, and so many new posts on there. I said to you guys a couple of weeks ago that when I bring up my Facebook and stuff, I'm in groups now and stuff, click on the UK car group and stuff. I spend five minutes trawling through absolute shit. <laughs> <Free stuff. laughs> and there's probably some good stuff that I'm missing there, but it's like, I can't be able to read through this crap, mate. I don't want to see people selling stuff. It's like, oh, man, like, they're selling your base bundles for 30 quid of 19 base cards because because one's number to 75 so well come on mate research it a bit i mean learn about it everyone jumps in you see these 
faces I, I don't know some are probably nice guys and stuff I'm not I'm not to judge people but I'm probably the most judgmental person in the western world but anyway um I think I think that that's something that's something else there is an element of that that um I don't know about you guys I, I, I don't know how long you've been in the hobby but I I personally got into the hobby for five years ago maybe um and I got into the hobby by buying a card. I've, I've probably told this story before, but buying a card on eBay that I now can't sell because it's absolutely worthless. Um, but I bought the card on eBay and it was numbered. And, and the idea was, wow, wow, it's numbered to 75. Brilliant. I know it's a massive thing. I know the hobby's a big deal. Um, there, there must be thousands of people after this card. I'm going to make a fortune. So when I, But when I came into the group, I was, I was quite... I, I bet I was in the group for a month before I bought anything or, you know, um, before I, before I did anything, because when I start something, if I'm looking in, looking into something, I want to, I want to know about it before I get involved. If you know what I mean? And it seems like in that, in them five years, that's, that's changed. People want to get, come in and just go, rah, rah, I'm going to buy everything. I'm gonna, you know what I mean? And I've got all this stuff and now I want to sell it and make all my money back. And, and it feels like people are getting burned by maybe, not go. taking the time a little bit to, to sort of to, to learn what you're doing, if you know what I mean. I think I read a post yesterday. I don't know who the guy is anyway, so I'm not going to remember his name. Just saying that, oh, he's been a member six weeks now and was going to collect three teams and four different players. But now he's realised it might be slightly expensive. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> so he's letting go of cards at his first game and stuff. I'm not sure how someone can collect three NFL teams anyway, because... You support one NFL team, you, you must do. To me, it's just bizarre that people people do that, you know. But players, fair enough. If you want to collect players that you like, you've got an affinity to. Obviously, I've got my Hunter Bryant thing because he was at the University of Washington. I saw him play there a couple of years ago and he was chatting on the sideline with a couple of people and it was like, so I've got an affinity to him now. It's kind of a stalking level. But anyway, <laughs> it's collecting players is one thing, but when you say, oh, I'm going to collect three teams and because I've always liked them and liked them and liked them, how can you support three teams? That's just bizarre to me. But anyway, yeah, so guys from the UK, uh, have a look, be sensible. Don't always moan to Dan and Ryan. Uh, no, do moan. <laughs> no, it's all right. <laughs> it's what we do. It's what we do. Uh, the, the funny thing is, I'm going to probably edit this out, but it's literally kicking off right now on one of these actual issues. <laughs> as we are speaking um is, uh, is this the new, the new mystery chase packs yeah I'm, yeah I'm, let's not even yeah. go there right now because it's i wanted to ban There's, them all right anybody out there that's in the group i'm a banner i'm a I'm banner, banner. I'm, I'm a banner so it's your own fault your own fault your own fault agreed for not, not not following people in the night ban them ridiculous <laughs> so yeah it's all in in their original capacity, they were quite good because it moved cards between people who like collecting that. Sure. Now people see it as a get-rich-quick thing. Yep. It's almost like a mini mini Raz to people. Yeah, it's a, Oh, it's, I, I'm going to hit that card. I'm going to hit that card. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, it's getting to the point where it's like stacks and stuff like that, which are always bullshit. So, um, yeah. So I'm not dealing with any of that shit. I'm gonna, there's another admin member who was very positive about them. I'm going to let them deal with that. <laughs> That's why it isn't for me. No, yeah. it's not Dan. No, me and Dan were very much resolutely in. We don't like them, ban them. Um, uh, so you know, but there you go. We need to leave this section in just so everyone's aware of everyone's opinions and it, and it's all good. So, right, we mentioned earlier we had an interview a few weeks ago with Brett from Steel City Collectibles. 
he joined us and we spoke about uh, his time in a hobby and a few other things. Hope you uh, guys have a nice 10 minute listen to uh, Brett. Guest interview time here from your boys at Wax Practical. We're joined by Brett from Steel City. Brett, thanks for giving us uh, some of your time. Much appreciated, mate. Can you tell us uh, how long you've been involved in, in the hobby, mate? Um, I've been collecting. I've collected since I was a kid, uh, till probably about 2013, 2014, and then I stopped completely. Uh, I would buy cards and try to sell them, and that's just not the name of the game. And I've switched over to memorabilia more so recently. So I haven't been in the card game for a while, but uh, definitely into memorabilia still. Awesome stuff. How long have you been with uh, with Steel City? Uh, a little over two years. A little over okay. two years I've been doing it here. And you said you're more on the memorabilia side now. Is it just one sport you stick to, or you're involved in several sports? Who who are your actual teams that you follow? Uh, I follow the Pittsburgh Penguins, um, and the Chicago Cubs, and the Pittsburgh Pirates. Those are my my go-to teams. Um, Collection-wise, I usually collect music memorabilia, like autographed vinyls and things like that, stuff from TV shows. I have some autographed jerseys, some helmets. But other than that, I usually stick to music and things cool. of that nature. What are the uh, what are the highlights of your collection, then? Um, I have a Connor McDavid autographed Oilers jersey. I like that a lot. Um, I have a Post Malone autographed vinyl album, Snoop Dogg, uh, The Weeknd, John Legend. I have the cast of the show Shameless. Have you ever seen the show Shameless? Yeah, yeah, because uh, that, that, was, that was a British show to start with, which uh, took off in the I have States, the, like, the, the cast from yeah. the American the American show that um, I'll collect well, anything music though. Um, in terms of like uh, your day job, do you want to explain a bit more about that, Brett? Uh, Brett, what you do for Steel City? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm a project uh, product developer for Gold Rush. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of our brand, Gold Rush. Yeah. Uh, basically, I do the memorabilia side of things. Uh, so you, you'll see the autographed helmets, uh, autographed football jerseys, baseball jerseys, hockey jerseys. I build those out and put those projects together. And, and how do you, what's the process for doing that? Do you, do you uh, go to shows or are you kind of trading to get that gear in to repackage it? Uh, we go to shows. We buy. Any way we can get it, we try to get it. So mainly shows things of that nature and have you seen like a growth in the memorabilia market recently um obviously we're talking mainly about cards we do but but we've definitely seen a lot of memorabilia around you know players suddenly retiring they want to make a few extra quid on the side of sign a few things you know what i mean i mean memorabilia it's just as you know wanted as cards are right now the whole the whole uh hobby is just booming it's insane I thought COVID would, you know, bring it down another level. It's gotten way better. And have you seen that with like the break room and stuff? Like, have you seen like an expanding market? I know a lot of the, uh, a lot of breakers are talking sort of twenty-five to thirty percent increases, sort of, um, since March, sort of uh, time. Have you seen that kind of uh, growth in the break room? I've seen the growth throughout everything: mm-hmm. hobby boxes, uh, the break room, memorabilia. Everything is just, it's just wanted right now and people were buying it like with nt basketball it's so expensive but it's selling 
Yeah, it's 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 insane. And what's the what's the best thing you pulled so far? That sort of this season, as well as you got NT basketball. Have you pulled anything decent out of there? I pulled a Zion RPA to forty nine. It wasn't a true RPA, but uh, it still sold for thirty thousand dollars. So that was nice. pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I just pulled that a couple of weeks ago. I have that on my Twitter. Yeah, the video of me pulling wow. it. That's awesome. And do you guys do consignment for 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 guys that break with you, or or do you ship straight out? Uh, ship straight out. Yeah, we try to get everything packaged up right away and and out because, um, well, something like that we would we would you know do what we can to get that card to you as safely as possible. That's for sure, especially with something like the the Zion. <clears throat> what you, what's your favorite product to break you of a particular sport you like breaking or a product you like breaking? Um, my top favorite product to break would be tops five-star baseball i love the thick stock on the card the cards are always beautiful uh they're all on card autos it's just it's a nice product probably one of my favorite that's what i collected when i did collect and buy was five-star i'd buy it all the time yeah i mean we we miss the football product massively um, I oh, think all, I mean, Tops had a great football product. It's a shame. Yeah, I mean, all all, all three of us love love Tops uh, five star. So can't really go wrong there. Uh, a product that says high end and is delivers actually high end, uh, unlike some other yeah, products. Yeah, for real. You know what I mean? I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more. Uh, in terms of in terms of uh, in terms of breaking, like what products are you looking forward to this season? I mean, like you say, we've got so much stuff going on in basketball right now. It's really hot. Um, football seems to be just going absolutely crazy. Um, product prices being so high. Um, baseball, obviously, whether we get baseball or not, looks likely. Um, that's going off. Uh, what, what's the products you're really looking forward to breaking this season? Um, kind of along the lines of uh, five star. I like the thick stock cards. So anything NT, immaculate, um, five star. I, I look forward to that kind of stuff. I like the higher end looking stuff. I'm not a big fan of like the chromes and things like that. I like them. They're nice. Um, in terms of breaking though, I like the, the good looking stuff. The hits. You want to get to see the yeah. hits coming, you know? So. Yes, sir. <laughs> so apart from the card we just talked about, is there any other card that like stands out that's like when you opened it or when you saw it, you just think, oh my God. Obsidian. Obsidian. I kind of like Obsidian. Okay. They're, they're different and they're they're nice on the eye. It's not. They're easy on the eye to look at. I like them. Okay, I, I feel it's Marmite. I'm I'm one of the haters. <laughs> You're a hater of Obsidian. <laughs> yeah, I don't really am. Um, <laughs> there's something about it. I'm not quite sure. It's just, uh, yeah, it's like over the top for me. Um, but you know, it is over own. the top. But I, I I just like the look of it for some reason. But I see where you where you're coming from. It's got a 1980s sci-fi feel for me. It looks. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like something out of Tron, which is not appealing. Just going back to this year's, this year's basketball, uh, the NT this year. Do you guys find it? Uh, was it easy to get hold of product, or was there quite a very limited market? We've we've seen the uh, the retail prices of it going through the roof. Is it quite easy for you guys to get your hand on product, or is it is it difficult now that there's a lot more people breaking and whatever? I think it's more difficult for anybody to get anything right now, just because <laughs> of the production shutdowns that happened with the with the virus and so i think everybody's quantities were limited when when you're when you guys are getting the breaks up and stuff were you doing uh random teams because uh we see that the prices that the pelicans are going for in nt and they seem absolute crazy prices 
what we normally do with NT is we'll either do serial number breaks, uh, triple random teams, so everybody would get three teams, uh, or a random hit, so everybody would get a card. Awesome. We didn't Sorry. really run uh, pick your teams on that because it would just be people wanting the Pelicans, and that's about it. <laughs> well, we're on the subject of that. Um, a few questions around sort of the state of the market in general at the minute. Well, we're talking about um, how high prices are for, for Zion and Jar, as you mentioned. Um, is it something you, you think is, is sustainable? The price of the, the current price of a box of NT at four and a half thousand dollars is it? it? Might have gone up since since the last time I checked. I think it'll stay um, at a certain level until the one-on-one logo man's pulled. And then I think you'll see a considerable drop-off. Unless he kept it. <laughs> yeah, unless he kept it, yeah. <laughs> like Giannis. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, thinking about, like, across the whole across the whole card spectrum, I mean, Ante specifically, obviously, is, and it's an extraordinary year for basketball with, with those two rookies. Um, we, we collect um, football in particular. Um, and the only products we've seen so far is uh, score, give or take. Apart from the, apart from the Leaf products, the only sort of official Panini product we've seen is is score, and that came out at two hundred and fifty dollars a box, which we were absolutely flabbergasted by. <laughs> um, it, it, for, like, is that sort of thing you can see it going across all sports, or is is it something the spectacularly high prices are they sort of basketball specific at the moment? Um, I mean, the rookie class is really good for football this year. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know if it would reach basketball levels, but I'm not shocked that it's, the prices are a little high. Okay. Okay. And we have seen the, the, the sort of scores come slightly crashing down to earth, I think. <laughs> in uh, it's in the, the sales racks already, but, um, yeah, it's an in, it's an interesting time, isn't it? It's, a, it's an interesting time. I'm not don't want to put a dampener on it, but it's whether or whether or not the hobby could can support it long term, if you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that um, I think the longer the prices stay higher, I don't know what kind of effect it could have long term. Yeah, I hope it's an inter- the hobby stays where it's at because it's booming right now and. It's really nice to see. Oh, for sure, yeah. I mean, you know, that, the, the the bounty that's on the, the that's on the logo, man. It's an it's an exceptional time to be involved in the hobby, isn't it? To see things, to see things like that happening. Um, oh, absolutely. I think definitely. there was a bounty that's up to over six hundred thousand now. I don't remember where I saw that, but all right, was, okay. They're gonna play, uh, pay some crazy money for that thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. The pandemic, then we touched on that. It's been it's been good for business, has it? Oh, it's it's been way busier since this has happened than we have ever been. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah, we talked about it on the show, and we went, you know, we we threw some opinions about whether it slowed down people being out of work and and stuff like that. I think we've seen this side in the in the sort of cards groups we've got. We've seen a staggering amount of growth like new members coming into the hobby if you know what i mean during the the shutdown period over here well i think it's just 
boredom. <laughs> a lot of it, people. Yeah, that's what I, something, something to do. That's what I think it is. Like a lot of people just looking through like old shoe boxes or you know looking in their basement or attic to find you know their boxes of cards and they're like oh i wonder what this could be worth and then they get back into the new stuff and then they're hooked yeah it's like it's like gambling and me included i don't have a gambling problem but i do like to gamble so like i get it like you open a box and you pull a nice card and you're hooked yeah for sure for sure no absolutely i mean in terms of the breaking that's part of the part of the excitement though isn't it a breaking is you know the 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 that thrill that's like gamble with it um uh, do you guys um, do you guys have to you know obviously we've seen a massive increase in the uk and across europe in terms of the hobby do you guys ship to uk for your breaks i know we've used you you before as a distributor for cards for us but do you break do that with breaks um we don't but we would like to we definitely would like to um it's just uh shipping prices over the pond are crazy especially for a bubble mailer uh it's just it's insane I wish there was a cheaper way for us to do it because that would broaden our group, our break room, yeah. immensely. No, absolutely. Like I said, we we always ask the question, Brett, if everybody comes on the show as a breaker. Um, like I said, uh, a lot of us break in the, in the States with various different people. Um, so, so work on it. Work on it. And let us know. Let us know <laughs> if, you, if you get something sorted. Um, hey, I'll, I'll put the word in and, and let's make it happen. Well, I just want to say thanks, Brett, for giving us uh, half hour of your time. No, you're you're a busy man over there. You uh, you break part time over there, so you, you obviously have a <laughs> have a real life as well away from the hobby. So we really appreciate you giving us some of your time and uh, take care of yourself out th- out there. Stay safe. There's a lot of uh, bad shit going on in the world right at the moment. So uh, look after yourself. I'll catch up with you soon. Yeah, the pleasure's all mine, guys. Thanks for having me. So that was Brett from Steel City Collectibles. We have got a few more uh, guest interviews lined up some of them quite big names in the hobby and we are also looking at doing i think ryan's got his eyes on doing some sort of live zoom show or or, or some other that's that's terrifying me and dan but anyway <laughs> i believe it's to be where people can phone in and stuff and, and ask questions live on air so it may have to be done late at night when alcohol is taken otherwise it uh, probably won't succeed but anyway right uh, a bit of hobby news uh, Dan, what can you tell us about these these sealed boxes that have turned up? Yeah, so uh, interestingly, to hit the market this, uh, I think it was this week, wasn't it? Did I, was I sent it to you guys? It's only a few days ago. Um, has hit the market is um, some sealed FLIR basketball. Just so happens to be Jordan's rookie year. So, I mean... I, I read the article and I've, I've had a bit of a look into it. The last time a case of this stuff still sealed hit the market was in the mid nineties. So as, as far as people were aware, there, there is no cases. There is boxes. Um, the boxes cost a lot of money, um, but there is no cases left. And then all of a sudden up pops a case. So it got listed at auction, as you'd expect um, 12 boxes in a case. So you're looking at, so you should be looking at a minimum of 36 Michael Jordan rookie cards because there's about three per box. So you're looking at 36 of these. If they grade really well, potentially can grade six figures if you get the perfect one. Um, 
So it was listed with a minimum bid of $200,000, I believe. And within about five minutes, we're up over a million dollars straight away. Straight away. Unbelievable find, whoever's found it. <laughs> doesn't go doesn't go back as far. It only goes back 20 years. But obviously, there's the, there's the Brady rookie, which is the chase. The Brady rookie autumn. How many cases of contenders are out there? It's still sad, that but I think contenders. Obviously, they're extremely, extremely expensive, though, aren't they? So, oh, totally. Even, but I mean, there's going to there must be. I reckon there's the you know there's the potential that there's loads of cases of that knocking about that people we, that we just don't know about. No, no, which is why we need to do like a six week road trip to the states and just do like the old uh, them guys that go around and buy DNA. DNA do, yeah. don't they? Do DNA, they? Yeah, DNA. They got a van, don't they? And they go around the country, like literally hoovering up. Yeah, yeah. Wax. But we could just go and buy people's lockers up and stuff like that. If there's no cards in there, you spent a couple hundred dollars, and it's just a bit of a giggle, isn't it? So <laughs> I could see him as uh, what's the geezer's name? Dave Hester. That's the guy, isn't it? What's yeah, the name but of he wasn't the one. He wasn't the one that hit the big card. It's um, auction hunters, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's Storage it. Wars. Storage Wars. The Storage show. Wars, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, have you seen the episode where Daryl hits the big card locker? No. So there's the old, the older chap with the with his son, got the bald head. Um, looks a bit of a hick. Well, he wears, yeah. always wears a vest. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the yeah. Yeah, he um he he hits a it's a card locker. <laughs> it's just like absolutely wall to wall. With all these cards, graded examples, old examples, everything. It's like a six-figure locker. It's a good watch he... if you. Uh, it's a yeah, good yeah. watch if if you get if you found it. Like, who would leave all that stuff in a locker? Though that's that's a bizarre thing, isn't it? Well, I think it's the same people that probably will end up leaving it in a locker in a couple of years. The people that have bought tons and tons of the stuff, and then you know get liquidated or whatever it is, or you know, just uh, things happen, don't they? And I suppose got to store this shit somewhere. You know. What I mean? um, so, um, is, but yeah, yeah. Which is why we need to turn next year's National Chicago into like a month-long trip where we buy a Winnie Bago and we go around and buy shit like that. Have a bench. I'd love that. The problem is, I might get a little bit pinged at customs on the way back through. No, no, we just. There's ways and means around it, mate. There's ways and means around it. Don't worry about that. So that's all good. <laughs> but but you boys can keep old. What, what's the guy's name? Jared talking. When well, I'll take old old Brandy out and she's up to. <laughs> apparently, she used to be a stripper many moons ago. But that, that, that's oh, right up your street. Right up yeah. your street. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> Make so, sure you've got so, that engagement ring in your pocket, mate. <laughs> so which, which club did you work at, lad? Oh, really? I know that one. Which one? Angels too, yeah. I've I've been there a couple of times. But anyway, so all good. So if anyone fancies coming next year on a uh, on a month long Winnebago trip, oh, that'd be so cool, man. But anyway, let us know. If someone wants to sponsor us for it, that'd Even be better. better. Any, any companies companies are listening. We are open to uh, sponsorship. I mean this this uh, this podcast doesn't pay for itself. I mean we we all invested some serious coin in this. And a lot of you are probably aware, listening to this, you'll go, oh, hey, what's that? It's, it's a new logo that Ryan was working on. He was trying to get 
all three of our faces into the logo, but maybe luckily for the general public, it wouldn't quite work out with no, the artwork. It just didn't, just didn't look very good. <laughs> we have got a new logo. <laughs> there will be new merch, as I believe the kids call it. There will be new merchandise coming out, uh, possibly all September time. Um, I'm not going to be doing anything ordering merch until I'm back from my holiday, hopefully COVID free, but we'll see. And yeah, there will be mugs and there will be t-shirts. Uh, there might even be some, some other bits and pieces that you can, uh, you can win and try and flip. Might even be some like artist proof things that the three of us will sign. So you might, you might get lucky with that. But, uh, <laughs> there's a teaser for you. Right, only a couple of other bits to touch on now before we uh, we make our way into the sunset. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has just signed the highest paid contract in NFL history a couple of days ago. The um, the deadline passed a couple of days ago for franchise tag players. Uh, Ryan's quite happy that Chris Henry picked up his four year deal. Uh, seems quite a reasonable price. Uh, the Cowboys couldn't make anything happen with Dak. Guys, how do we see the quarterback market uh, contract-wise going in the next couple of years? Uh, Ryan, you're our, our expert on this sort of stuff. Oof. I wasn't expecting you to come to me. Um... <laughs> I, I can jump in if you want. Yeah, go for I it. I can then. jump in if you want. So, I'm, uh, to be honest, right, I'm, I'm already bored of Patrick Marones who just signed a half a billion dollar contract. No, he hasn't. No, he signed a two-year rolling contract that's worth about $30 million a year. Whoop-de-whoop. Like people are comparing it to baseball and everything else. It's just nowhere near. Yeah? So, b- baseball players are still getting 12 years guaranteed money, for, and they're getting the half a billion dollars. That's what they're getting. Patrick Mahomes goes out and breaks his leg in week one and can't play anymore. He's getting two years worth of money. He's getting $60 million. So that's it. The Chiefs have been really quite clever with it. Um yeah, it is quite smart the way they've done it. Um, I think they've protected the franchise as, as well as giving him what he wanted. He wanted the money and whatever else. But um, I think they've protected the franchise quite well, to be honest. Um, but it's just the whole comparison of blowing it up. And, oh, he's got a baseball contract. No, 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 no NFL player is ever going to get a baseball contract. Simple as that for me. It's just never going to happen. Yeah, well, there's the there's the there's the cap, there's there's the injury factor, you know. A baseball player gets injured, but it's all right. He can come back next year, you know. He's just signed to a twelve year contract. It's that kind of sport, isn't it? It'll be all right. They'll, they'll be back. Um, still got ten years left on his contract. We'll still get ten years out of him. Football doesn't work like that. You get six, seven years at their absolute peak, and that's probably your career, you know. So I'm just I'm I'm bored of it myself. But <laughs> I'll let Ryan touch on it. Uh, I mean, no, you've, you've covered the, the Mahomes contract brilliantly. I mean, uh, to be honest, yeah, it's 53 million in guaranteed money after 2023. If he falls down, breaks his leg off, you know, skiing or something like that, uh, uh, literally it'll cost the Chiefs four million quid to get, you know, dead cap money. And after that, zero, zero in the yard, in the end, nothing. So, um, you know, it's just all. Uh, there's better people out there to get into the intricacies of it, but uh, it's a good deal for the Chiefs. It's a good deal for him, and that's it. Uh, the money, in my view, is slightly irrelevant. It's a good deal for him. It's a good deal for them. It's it's 12 years, and and that's it. And fair play to the lad. He's he's been absolutely stunning since he's entered the NFL. Fully deserves the contract. 
and um, you know, and really puts pressure on the Chiefs now to build that dynasty because um, they've they've got everything that they need now from a from a from a perspective of that. But in terms of the quarterback market, yeah, I it doesn't. The, the, this is the thing about misconceptions about the Mahomes contract doesn't change anything because he's still getting less money than Russell Wilson um, uh, on a yearly basis up to the five years. Um, it's really, really super rare. I think there's only, what is it, three 10-year deals in the last 20 years, something like that, for quarterbacks. Uh, I don't know, it was five. And uh, uh, Bledsoe um, got, got, got like 10-year <coughs> deals. So <clears throat> I don't think that's going to be a norm. I think it's just an exception to it. Um, and I think that Dak Prescott's in trouble. I don't think he... I don't, I, I, He's got to pull it out of the bag. He's got to be an MVP this year. He's got to either get a Super Bowl or, or win MVP to try and try and get the kind of money that Russell Wilson's on or or, or long-term deal like Mahomes is on. Because who else is up for extension next year? Next year is going to be Lamar Jackson's third year, isn't it? So he'll be... Yeah, you'd, you'd expect Watson um, and, and Lamar contracts. Um, we're talking about that this, this time next year. That's if there's even a season. Who knows at the moment? It's all a bit up in the air with COVID protocols and the whole of Florida seem to shut down because everyone wants to go out and party and stuff. So uh, it looks like they might be scrapping my trip to Seattle in, for Thanksgiving. But it is what it is, I suppose, isn't it? So can't grumble. If I can't go in November, I'll go January, February, March, time, something like that. So maybe a bit of spring training baseball for me next, next year. That'd be quite nice. good. That'd be nice. So, right, gentlemen, anything else we want to bring up before we all depart and go our separate ways? No, cracking stuff. Anything from you, Dan? No, just thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Lovely stuff. Right, it's been a pleasure as ever. This has been episode 24. Silver Jubilee 1 is next. There'll be celebrations, party poppers, God knows what else. Might even be a celebrated bowl of lobby in Stoke. If you don't know what that is, don't even bother looking up because it's absolute bullshit. (laughs) <laughs> Still episode 25. Happy collecting. There we go. Cheers, guys. Big rules. <laughs> 25. I'm